0: Save your seat now at com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass.
1: Yes, I know, right? (laughs) I'm just, my mind is just going like, I'm just, yeah, (laughs) this is amazing.
0: Alicia Harris is a holistic business growth strategist and wellness coach for female business owners who want to get clear on their business goals. She's passionate about helping entrepreneurs ditch the stress and the confusion and instead run their businesses from a place of ease and excitement. Doesn't that feel good? Alicia launched her podcast in April of 2021 and has already seen exciting growth and reach with her first few months of weekly episodes. She's on the Gold Digger podcast today for a one-on-one coaching session about all things podcasting. With that early success, Alicia wants to pour gasoline on the fire and continue to grow her show to support her business and maybe even make a profit from the podcast itself someday. This coaching session will cover podcast marketing strategies, monetization advice, how to sell on your podcast, and how to confidently step up to the mic and leave imposter syndrome behind. Class is in session. Let's get started with Alicia Harris. Since I joined the HubSpot Podcast Network, I've been introduced to so many new business podcasts and I can't resist sharing the goodness with you. If you're a creative business owner or thinking about becoming one, you're going to want to start listening to the Being Boss podcast. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or a side hustler. Emily Thompson explores topics that I know will be relevant to you because we talk about them here on Gold Digger too. She features episodes like Rituals for Creativity, Project Management, and Building Systems for Creatives and Freelancers, and Taking Time Off as a Business Owner, which is perfect because tis the season for some time off. Tune in to the Being Boss podcast with Emily Thompson wherever you listen to podcasts. Alicia, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. I am so excited for our coaching session today so am I. I cannot wait for you to answer all of my questions. Um, I'm so ready. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to bed thinking about you last night because oh. you sent over just the sweetest email to my team about taking one of our programs, the podcast lab and launching your own show. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by your story, but I also was like, I want to help her get to the next level. Oh. And so it just feels like the universe plucked us out together to be here today to answer these questions and work through it together. So before we dive into your questions, tell me a little bit about you and your show, and then we'll dive on into the good stuff. Sure. So um, my name is Alicia Harris, and I
1: am a, a holistic growth business strategist and a well-being coach. And I love just really helping ladies just get really super clear on their business goals and helping them to implement them. Because I know how hard it can be when you're procrastinating about everything to really get that focus time and have somebody hold you accountable to follow your dreams and your desires. So The way I got to what I'm doing now, Jenna, is I used to work in corporate. I worked in project management for over 15 years, and it just got to a place where I knew that I had more to offer. And the job that I was doing was amazing, but when it came to me, making a decision about my life and how my life was going forward, something had to give. And at that time I'd lost my mum. I'd recently lost my mum. I was going through fertility issues and I just knew that I had to give up my job if I really wanted to make space for a baby. So that's what I did. I made space to have a child and I looked at my own journey with regards to my own health and i started to really get really focused on what i could do for myself to ensure that i was well enough to have a baby because they didn't think it was going to happen naturally so once i had given up my job in the december i fell pregnant naturally in march and i just knew i'd made the wow. right decision
0: Yeah! Wow. And our daughters are just a few days apart. Isn't that wild? So wild. So wild. You know, when I was doing a little bit
1: of research on you, I just knew that our paths needed to cross. And the backstory about the email that I sent was I was getting to a place where I just wanted to speak to somebody, Jenna, who would help me, you know, with some coaching and some mentoring and maybe, you know, just give me ways that I could scale and the day I sent the email I I was having a really bad day and I just wanted to say thank you to somebody and you came to mind and so Mm -hmm. I sent you this email and it wasn't a strategy I didn't you know I didn't even (laughs) expect to get a response I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciated
0: the course and yeah I just wanted to say thank you Isn't that wild? So wild. Well, we have a really cool little area for my team where we post emails like yours so that everyone can see them. And I was like, we got to get her on the podcast. We've got to get her on the podcast. And it was just, uh, it's so divine. I love when things work out that way. And I just, I don't know. I think that it's just beautiful that we get to do this together today. So You've got it. Okay. So let's dive into questions because you have amazing questions. And I think that so Mm -hmm. many listeners who are either thinking about starting a podcast or who are getting ready to launch or who have launched a show, but it's not picking up steam, they're Mm going to relate. And so let's dive in. I'm so excited. Okay. So my first
1: question is my podcast is just under six months old and it's, been amazing it's been an amazing journey i have had traction with my reach i have been heard well we have been heard in over 36 countries and 304 cities and now i really just would love a strategy on how i can leverage on the
0: country reach so one of my questions for mm-hmm. this is are you trying to reach a specific region or are you trying to reach more worldwide? Is there a specific area that you're really trying to target?
1: In my head, I really wanna reach more worldwide. The reason yes. one of the reason why I put this podcast together, Jenna is is because I know that the conversations that we're having on the podcast, sometimes as a female business owner, we don't always want to have those conversations. And so it's really important for me to reach women who may be in the same situation that I'm in, because a lot of the episodes that we've had so far are, you know, my stories and how I've come, you know, I've come up against things or I've worked through things and so forth. So I think I want country reach.
0: (laughs) Yep. So I would say, so there's a few different fun things that you could do. Mm -hmm. So the first one would just be at the beginning of each show, you should shout out a different country. Like just like to make your listeners feel seen and understood. And like, you know how exciting it feels when somebody says something that you relate to and you're like, oh my gosh, I belong here. Like this is awesome. So that's something super small. But the reality here is that we want to make sure that if you want to expand your reach, one, that your show is being found. Mm -hmm. So you want to look at your description and make sure that there are really good searchable keywords that Mm -hmm. someone would type in if they were looking for content just like yours, like words like holistic, business Mm -hmm. coaching, scaling, organic growth, things like that. And you just want to make sure that your description, it reads like a normal thing, like not just like it's Mm -hmm. stuffed with keywords, but that the keywords are really strong. And then the same goes for your episode titles. So those Mm. are the easiest ways to be found in terms of like on the podcast platforms, because podcast platforms are a little bit archaic. They're a little Mm. bit clunky. They're definitely like in transition, I feel like. But when people are searching for very specific topics, and one thing that I would think would be helpful at this stage of where you're at Mm -hmm. is really niching down on what your episodes are about so that it is about a super specific topic and you can title it as such. The other thing too to make sure is that in your episodes, you should have a call to action, which would just be like, make sure you like, or like subscribe or follow this show so that you hear our next episodes or so that your phone automatically downloads them Mm -hmm. or however you want to say that. But encouraging people to take that next action, because if you do a really good job with the keywords and people are finding you. You want to make sure they don't just listen to that one episode that they're again following you oh. on that journey. But the real number that we look at as a team Mm -hmm. is that we're just really paying attention to the key metric of downloads. So in the podcast world, it's, I mean, it's insane. The fact that you've gotten like 36 countries, (laughs) 304 cities, like that's bananas. But what we really want to pay attention to is Mm -hmm. downloads and just that they're increasing, even if it's just small little jumps up, because as they increase, that's likely new listeners. And so those would be the things that I would just pay attention to. And the biggest thing is, is just making sure that people can find you and that you're not just doing a one and done strategy on your other platforms. So if you're using Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or anywhere else to promote your episodes it's really easy. Like we even fall into this trap very often and we'll catch ourselves where it's like, we promote the show on the day that it launches and then we're already on to the next one. And so finding like unique ways to like on Fridays now, we recap Monday and Wednesday's shows in emails. We'll do like, here's a roundup of this month's podcast episodes. If you missed any of them, here's what we covered this month. And so just finding unique ways to kind of point people back to them. Cause a lot of, times we're so busy. We're like, mm-hmm. I totally want to listen to that. I'll listen to it later. And then we totally forget about it. Right. Yes.
1: Oh, I <laughs> so love that. that's what I would say. Oh, I love that, Jenna, that all of those things are really easy things to implement. Yes. Wow! Like you've literally just blown my mind
0: in the first five minutes. <laughs> there we go. Just- I was gonna say we're only five minutes in. Let's <laughs> go. <baby. laughs> but oh. you, you
1: know, even just talking about downloads, like it really did. When I was looking at your stats and so forth, fifty-three yeah. million downloads, Jenna. That's like,
0: bananas. How?
1: How I know? And how long did that take you to get to A that? Long I mean, time. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at getting to my
0: first 10,000. But 10,000 is amazing. You know, so I was a hundred percent really blessed because I Mm -hmm. already had a platform when I launched my podcast, right? It was not at all the size that it is today. It was maybe a fraction, one tenth of it, but Mm -hmm. I already had that platform. And so for people that are growing a podcast while also growing their platforms, Any downloads are so valuable. And the fact of like, when you think about like, somebody is listening to your voice somewhere in the world, (laughs) you are being invited into their life. Like what a gift that is. But you definitely just want to make sure that you're trending upwards or at least staying consistent. And I think just those subtle little changes with keywords and searchability and like niching down on your topics, Mm -hmm. I think those will really help people to connect with the content and then to make sure that they're subscribed, which is really what will help a ton with numbers.
1: So would you recommend going back to some of my previous episodes and just looking at the keywords in those and maybe changing yes. those
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty easy on the back end to change like titles and to change show descriptions. So Mm. a lot of people forget the part of like when you upload your audio, you can type in the description for that episode. And a lot of people forget to have strong keywords in there as well. It's not as important because the title has more weight in terms of keywords, but it is still important to give like a little summary. And you can also include a call to action in the description that includes clickable links. So you could have a link that goes to the show notes if you host them anywhere else, or it could Mm. go to your email list or it could point to your Instagram. So you could definitely be thoughtful. And what I would do is instead of trying to go back through six months of your library, maybe just take a look at what your top five or top 10 episodes have been in terms of downloads and start there and then just be mindful moving forward.
1: Yeah, I love that. Woo, Yes. I know, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm just, my mind is just going like, I'm just, yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) I cannot believe that I'm sitting here, you know, we're having this discussion. I feel so blessed. Thank you. Yes. So when it comes to monetizing your podcast, and I love the options that you gave in the course, and you mentioned, you know, that if you were to do it again, you would go the affiliate route. Could we just talk about that from my perspective? So from, you know, I have started to link in some of the affiliates of the companies that I really like, and I've just had my first sign up, which is amazing. Awesome. But would you also do freebies as well
0: as call to actions in the same episodes as well? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So here's what I would do. So I would do one affiliate per episode and Mm -hmm. you could just do, you know, like this show is brought to you by, and then share about one of your favorite things. Talk Mm -hmm. about why you love it. It's also really good practice for down the road when hopefully brands would pay you to talk about them. So it does just help get comfortable with that. But it also, when you do affiliates, it really gives you that autonomy to talk about things in a way that you would. Whereas when you actually are getting paid to speak about things, a Mm -hmm. lot of times they have really clunky copy or really weird speaking points. And you're like, this isn't really how I would (laughs) say it. And so, Absolutely. So I would do one affiliate and then I would do one sort of call to action towards your email list. And those are two very separate things. And for a listener, they don't even put those in the same category, right? So the freebie is you adding an additional resource, an extra piece of value, an extra opportunity to connect. And the affiliate is just you recommending something. Mm -hmm. And you can even have fun with the language you use. And you could even, instead of making it feel like an ad, you could be like, Today, I just want to share with you my one favorite thing for X, Y, or Z, and then talk about the thing for 20, 30 seconds. Give the link of where they can find out more but very different things, but both provide immense value. And so do not be shy about that. And the other question that I think a lot of people ask is they're like, I don't have like 50 different freebies. Should Mm -hmm. I be creating a new freebie for every episode or like, what does that look like? And no. So what I would say for that is Alicia, if you look at your show, what I would love for you to kind of define, and you probably, or maybe have already done this is kind of like the main pillars are the main topics that you're going to cover. So like for our show, like we cover finance, we cover marketing, we cover mm-hmm. social media, we cover work-life balance. And like, we kind of have these like pillars. That's just like what we're known for. And so if you could create one freebie for each pillar, that way, when you are recording your episodes or when you're speaking about a different topic, even if it's not perfectly aligned, it's still going to be aligned enough to share about that opportunity to opt in and start small and work big there. So I would just say like to have three to five freebies that you kind of rotate through because people, again, need to hear about something multiple times before they actually take action. Yeah, That can really be beneficial. And I think you're very smart to be thinking about both of those options now while you're in that growth mode.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Because even when you're, talking me through that, I'm already thinking about the things that I could put together. So thank you. Yes.
0: Um, And a lot of the things you probably already have, like we overthink freebies. And it's like, it could be as simple as a checklist or a template or like something that you're already using in your own life that you could literally just tweak. And it can be so valuable. So don't overthink and don't overcomplicate. But I think too, it's like, People love that extra resource and that extra value, and so any opportunity that you can extend it, it's just an invitation. It's not at all a pitch. So we can't confuse ourselves to being like shy about it. Wow! Brilliant!
1: Brilliant! 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 <laughs> this is going to be so good. I mean, as I said, it's those small little tweaks that I can yes I can put into place that are yes. going to make such a big difference. I love Thank it. Thank you.
0: All right, so you might've heard me talk about CRM platforms in the past and wondered what the heck does that acronym even mean? A CRM is a Customer Relationship Management Platform. It takes any customer interaction like a sale from your website or clicking onto your weekly newsletter and it transforms that data into valuable insights. Insights like when do my customers shop and do my emails really get opened more on a Monday? A HubSpot CRM platform is ready to help connect the dots between your business and your customers like never before. HubSpot is consistently working to make its products more connected than ever. Improved forecasting tools give you a bird's eye view of your entire pipeline to see what's around the corner. You can see how your quarter is going, inspect new deals, and use customizable data-driven reports to improve team performance as you grow. With custom behavioral events, you can get into the details of what makes your customers tick. You can track site behavior and understand your customers' buying habits all within the platform. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect the dots of your business at HubSpot.com.
1: talking about you know kind of selling myself I'm frightened to do that Jenna I Mm -hmm. love the advice that you gave about being your own PR person in one of your podcast episodes but that frightens me I get really shy about that you know so I just wanted to know if you could give me a few strategies about doing that going forward as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first off, you are not alone. I think literally 98, 99% of us Mm -hmm. do not enjoy the idea of selling the notion of selling. I think we've been burned by people selling to us in the past. And I think also these days we're being marketed to so much that like we just shut down really quick. You know what I mean? And so the thing is, is that what I love about podcasting is it gives you this beautiful opportunity to serve, 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 Mm. right? You are literally just showing up and serving and sharing your heart. And I have really shifted the way I look at selling thanks to so many mentors that have like Mm. worked with me. I think I need a therapist to work (laughs) with me through it. Um, But I feel like now selling feels like invitations, like in the sense of like, Hey, I have been serving you on this topic for so long. Now is your invitation. If you want to go the step further, like imagine if you hadn't taken my course, would Mm -hmm. you have a podcast out there? Potentially Mm -hmm. you might, but you probably aren't mad at me that I sold to you because it helped you get your show off the ground, right? Yes. And so it's like, you have to think about like the times that you've been sold to in a way that one makes you feel good, two makes you feel like your needs were recognized. Like, hey, I noticed that you might want to start a podcast. Here's this opportunity to join this program. But the other thing to recognize is like, you are serving so much That your audience is like going to be cheering for you when it comes time to sell, even if they don't purchase. And a lot of times I look at, I mean, I look at entrepreneurship as a long game all the time. And like I've been talking about things like email lists for years, like literally for five years before people (laughs) talked about them, before they were cool, before people understood them. But I felt such conviction. And I was like, I know that not a lot of people are going to understand this or buy into this now, but Mm -hmm. hopefully in a few years, it's going to totally make sense. And so look at it as a long game. Even if you make one sale, you have gotten proof that somebody finds your content or whatever you've created valuable enough to invest and that there are going to be more people like that one person out there. And so it's definitely a mindset game. But I think to just think about the times that you've been sold to that beautiful things have come out of it and remind yourself that like I am serving so much that like I deserve the right to sell, which is so cool.
1: I love the invitation, you know, just swapping the words out from sales to inviting them to buy something that even just hearing that again is just really had a, you know, a mindset shift in my head already.
0: Well, and think of you. Okay. So let's say for our daughters, let's say we have a birthday party for them yes. together and we send <laughs> out a bunch of invitations and people are going to RSVP know for totally different reasons. If it's yes. it, maybe they're busy on that day, maybe they can't travel that far. Maybe they are gluten-free and they can't eat the cake we bought. Whatever that is, (laughs) people have their reasons for saying no. And it's not our job to convince them to say, yes, we just got to serve the people who are like, I will be there at 5 PM sharp. I cannot wait. I'm going to bring a hat and candles and I'm going to show up with bells on like and so when we invite it's like you're never mad if somebody rsvps know and it's because there was a life situation or something and i think we've just made it sales so emotional you know especially as women it's just our tendency Mm. and it's like oh i don't fault somebody if they're like oh sorry i'm already busy that day like that's kind of what we've got to look at so when we look at it as an invitation it's like just look at the rsvps and serve the people who said yes that's it i love that it just makes so much sense. It does. And
1: And it takes the pressure off. (laughs) And I was just about to say that it takes the pressure off. And now, you know, I'm now thinking about all of the things that I could start with. And, you know, from that perspective, would you, because I still want to feel like I'm being genuine and I want to practice, would you say to start with something small from my value ladder?
0: Yeah. I mean, so I think there are a couple different ways you can do it. And I wouldn't necessarily focus too much on price point as a okay. differentiator. I would focus on like, where are your people at and what do mm-hmm. they need the most? And mm-hmm. if you do things like small group coaching or yes. one-on-one or things like that, you know, even just talking about them on your show, In a Mm -hmm. way that's not even selling, like you could say like in a recent, in one of my recent small group coaching sessions, I walked someone through X, Y, or Z. And Mm -hmm. when you're referencing the things that you do in the way that you serve, it's helping kind of plant a seed for somebody being like, oh, Alicia offers this, or you know what I mean? And so... When you look at value letters, yes, like sometimes having those entry level price points are great. But the other thing that you want to think about, too, is that can also train people to think like, okay, when I invest in Alicia, it's only going to cost me $39 or whatever that is. And so there's this delicate balance. And I think that no matter where you are or how you're serving, there will always be people who have to, or choose to opt for the lower price point based on their life. Mm -hmm. And there will always be people that are willing to invest more, who want to go you know, faster, stronger, and they can invest in that way. And so you don't trick yourself into thinking like, I have to start low and work high, but maybe just think about how you can weave in your services and offers, just even in your episodes in conversation, Mm -hmm. just so people start to become aware of what those offers look like. Fantastic.
1: I love it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. This is so fun. As I said, I feel super grateful that I'm here and just being able to pick your brains like this. This is amazing. <laughs> Jenna, when did you decide to go from episode to two episodes per week? Yes. Or was that your strategy from yes. the beginning?
0: No, it was not my strategy. Okay, let <laughs> me tell you, Alicia, <laughs> strategies from the beginning is giving me way too much credit. Now I'm like all oh, hindsight. That's why I can build programs, is because. I work in reverse. So when I began, I just did one show per week and they were Mm -hmm. all interviews. So I had zero inclination that I would ever want to do solo shows or that I'd ever have enough to say on solo shows, which the joke is on me there. But... (laughs) I did one a week and I think it's really important to start small and work Mm -hmm. big in everything because I think we can get too overwhelmed. We can be too like excited and then it kind of fizzles or life happens and then all of a sudden we feel frazzled. And so I did one a week and then I felt like I had gotten far enough ahead with one a week that I was like, and I, let me tell you this too. I was not a good interviewer at the beginning at all. I am still constantly working on being a good interviewer because at the beginning, I had this pride problem where I would be Mm -hmm. interviewing people. And I was like, I know about this too. I want to talk about this. And it was like, no, 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 Jenna, this is not about you. But in the beginning, I made it about me. And that was when I recognized like I need to do solo shows where I can share my perspective or my thoughts or my ideas. But I need to do a much better job of highlighting my guests and Mm -hmm. their expertise and making it an experience where they shine. And that took me a while to learn and to understand. And I'm like not afraid to admit that. So what happens is so... Once I got far enough ahead with the one show a week, I was like, let's just experiment. And I was actually just talking to a friend about this because she does one episode a week. Mm -hmm. And I said, instead of saying that you're going to switch to two a week until the end of the days, just say for the next 30 days, I'm going to try something out. I'm going to do bonus episodes once a week so that now you'll be getting two episodes a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, take the pressure off of yourself Uh of feeling like you need to make this change and then you have to follow through on it or it's a failure. So I was like, whether you commit to it for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you could say for the next quarter, we're going to do bonus episodes on Wednesday. And then if it works, you can be like, Hey, this is just going to be the new format. We love it. If it doesn't work, you aren't failing. You're not letting, anyone down. No one's going to think you messed up. So just grace upon grace there. And mm-hmm. then in terms of the download numbers. So there mm-hmm. is this threshold that I think happens. And for a while, I actually did three shows a week. So I what? introduced, these, yes, I don't know what I was thinking. I introduced these like Friday short episodes. They were like five to 10 minutes long. The idea behind it was great, but the workload was just intense. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to add another episode. I'm going to get all these more downloads, Mm -hmm. but here's what happened is people started getting behind on the show and then they just stopped listening altogether because they felt so far behind. Like if you ever are watching a sitcom on TV and you miss like two weeks in a row and you're like, all right, I'm too far gone. I can't go back. I don't have time to like catch up and you just let it go. And so you want to be really thoughtful that if you are going to increase the volume that you kind of help facilitate that for your mm-hmm. listeners so that their expectations shift and they don't get overwhelmed with the content. I think two a week is awesome mm-hmm. and I wouldn't go more than that just because my own listener habits and I'm sure yours too as a busy mm-hmm. mom. It mm-hmm. takes me like 3 days to listen to one <laughs> <Yes>. podcast episode. <laughs> I'm so,
1: so glad you said that.
0: <laughs> yes, I like was texting one of my friends the other day. He did this episode that I requested. He's like a financial guy and I was like, "Can you do an episode about like how you would invest as a parent into children and he like texts me. He's like, I recorded this for you. He was like following up and I was like, I'm 10 minutes in. And then I was like, I'm 30 minutes in. And then it was like a week later. I'm like, I'm almost done. And I'm like, it's so... You don't want to like overwhelm your listeners. So just being mindful about like, what are your own listener habits? Because a lot of times your listeners follow your habits. But I think from going from one to two, you definitely see an increase in downloads, but you definitely also want to help your listeners understand that shift and like encourage them to stick around for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think also from just all of the work you said, you know, the
1: back end. Work. Yes. I think yep. It would probably be best for me to stick to one
0: for now. Yes. Absolutely. Just, yeah, and just start. And I to- think there's nothing. I think that's mm-hmm. the most beautiful way to do that. And then if you notice yourself getting way far ahead, then yeah. be like, hey, maybe I'll just do a bonus one and see how that goes and see yes. if that changes anything. You know? Oh, I like the bonus idea. Yes, I love it. Yes. And then that way you're not trapping yourself into a new structure that might not work for you.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So
1: just one more question. I think have yes. we got time for one more. Absolutely. So with regards to the impact of your podcast growth, did that indicate yes. when you needed to up level your coaching support? I mean, when you talk about your friends list, like I know who's on those friends list and I'm <laughs> like, wow.
0: Yes. Yes. So, It's interesting because when I started my podcast, I had no idea and no inclination that like my podcast would kind of become the thing Mm -hmm. for me, if that makes sense. Yes. And, you know, looking back, I think I'm like four years in. So it definitely was not overnight by any means, Mm -hmm. but it's wild because now when I look at, you know, within my friend group and things like people do come to me a lot with podcasting Mm -hmm. questions. And I'm like, this is so weird, because (laughs) I still feel like the person sitting in her car in her garage with her iPhone headphones trying to hit record. (laughs) But I think what's so cool about podcasting and what I personally love about it so much is that there isn't this like cutthroat competition around it. Mm -hmm. We all as listeners listen to many different shows. We listen to true crime. We listen to inspirational. We listen to health. We listen to, you know, and so I think it's one of those situations in business and in life where it's really easy to cheer other people on without Mm -hmm. feeling like, you know, their win is my loss. It's just not that type of place. And I think the more the merrier because as listeners, we need different things at different times. And so I think that's beautiful when it comes to having just like support and coaching. I think Mm. the biggest thing that I can recommend, and you're already doing it by putting yourself into groups and situations and coaching opportunities, is just being around people who just believe in showing up and in doing the work. A lot of my friends Mm -hmm. don't have podcasts and don't know anything about podcasting, but they understand what it's like to put yourself out there or to mess up or to speak on something and then contradict yourself two weeks later. And I think just having people in your world who understand the possibility, who can celebrate your success, even if they don't fully understand it. I think that's almost more important than having the perfect business coach or the Mm -hmm. perfect mentor. Of course, it's awesome to be able to have conversations like this where you feel like, okay, I've got some tangible next steps that I can take and implement. And I know you and I will be connected anyways, which is awesome. But don't put so much pressure on like finding this perfect network or anything like that. And the other thing too, that I think is really cool that has come out of my podcast that I would have never guessed was that when I get to interview other podcasters, Mm -hmm. we get to chat on air, just like you and I did ahead of time. And we get to chat a little bit afterwards and just having those connection points where like a lot of guests that I've had on my show have now turned into friends because of oh, the opportunity yes. of sharing the platforms. So if there are people that you want to get in your sphere of influence, yes, you know, pitch them to come on your show, tell them why it's valuable for them. Tell them what you respect about them, what you want to learn from them, whatever that is. And even if you get a few no's, connecting with a few other people who just get it can totally transform feeling like you're, you know, out in the world alone versus feeling like you have a coworker or someone that understands what you do.
1: And that you've just, yes, you've, this has been everything, Jenna. (laughs) It has been everything. It's been absolutely everything. And I, I, I just, yeah, I want you as my, my virtual friend and then my real friend. (laughs)
0: Well, we already are. We already are. I mean, we're, we cross paths in so many ways. The universe was like, you two are stuck together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that. It just, just. All of this information I know is going to be so super helpful for myself, but as you said, for the listeners as well, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity.
0: Alicia, where can everybody find you and listen to your show and check you out and watch you grow? Give us all of the places so that our audience can support you and cheer you on in your journey. Okay, so my
1: show is called The Alicia Show, and it's everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And then if you want to know a little bit more about me, you can find me at Lifestyle.com And I also hang out on Instagram, and my handle is alicia underscore lifestyle. Amazing.
0: Alicia, first off, just thank you for being a student of the podcast lab. Thank you for implementing and taking action so that you can impact the world. Thank you for your incredible thank you note. That just absolutely made my day. And thank you for coming on the show today. It has been such a treat. Oh, thank you. Thank you for everything. It's been
1: amazing to connect. And I am really enjoying just learning from you, Jenna. Thank you.
0: Isn't Alicia's energy just everything? I had so much fun talking podcasting with her today, and I hope you enjoyed listening in on this conversation. I just smile when I think about how our paths crossed both inside the podcast lab, but also inside of my inbox on a day that I needed a little encouragement and on a day that Alicia wanted to turn her day around and just simply say thank you to someone. Little thank you can go a long way. And so, today, if you're listening to this show and you haven't taken the time to say thank you to someone in your world, maybe that's all you need to just feel 1% better. I'm so proud of Alicia and all of my students inside of the podcast lab. And I'm so excited to think about all the ways that our voices can impact and change and inspire the world. If you want to learn more about the Podcast Lab, it is my five-step process to plan, create, launch, promote, scale, and monetize your podcast in just 30 days. You can head to teachmetopodcast.com. That's teachmetopodcast.com. You can be a student just like Alicia was and learn alongside hundreds of other podcasters excited to get their voice out into the world. Again, that is teachmetopodcast.com. I am so grateful for this show, for this opportunity to coach students on air, for this place to connect with you, my listener, and just thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, Gold Digger, keep on digging your biggest goals.